Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by the LightPathCollective.com and the RitualEmporium.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the podcast, a solo episode where I want to discuss a spiritual skill or a spiritual construct that I think is often spoken about a lot. Like most things, it's kind of become a part of spiritual jargon. But do we really understand what it means and more importantly, how to implement it into our lives? And that is the concept of surrender. And I'm going to be really upfront and honest with you that surrendering is really tricky. It's one of those things that can potentially be going against our egoic nature, which is often our natural nature because we're so heavily dependent on it and kind of conditioned and groomed into really focusing on the egoic view of our lives, that it becomes a skill that we can learn to do. And it is something that we can all learn to do. And I encourage you with the tips I give you around surrender to have a play with it in your own life. Because ultimately, I do believe that life should be enjoyed. We're here to have a really good time and enjoy the process of evolving and creating and healing and learning. But with a society and a culture that is so heavily consumed by the outcome and by the result of any exertion or effort we put in, I believe we are often really missing the gold, not only of the experiences at hand, but we are missing reaching the pot of gold because we're so hyper fixated on what it is that we think we want or need out of an intention or a desire that we have. We really miss the point of having that desire in the first place. And this is where surrender can really come in. So I'm sure if you've listened to this, you've probably heard many amazing spiritual teachers or advisors, or maybe even in the self-development world, really talking about or encouraging us to surrender the outcome, to let it go. I love phrases like let go and let God or you know, if you let it go and it returns and it was really for you. And ultimately, these are all just catchphrases around the concept of surrender. So I really want to break it down as far as I'm concerned, both from my experience, research, and working with hundreds of you over the years of what it really means to surrender and how this could potentially be the missing ingredient or the missing magic spice to you really flowing with and hence aligning with what is authentically for you and that absolute key ingredient to having your desires be something that is a purpose in your life as opposed to possession. So what is surrendering? Well, We are so fixated on anything we do having a tangible outcome. I don't know too many people in this world that do things just for the sake of it or are desiring something and are not totally wrapped up in the exact form that they know they want it to come in. But I'll start out this whole talk on the surrendering to talking about what desire actually is. In my opinion, 
I really believe to my core that anything we desire that is for the good of all, so not selfish desires or not desires that will bring harm to others, but desires that are good for all are really a portal through which we are inviting ourselves to become more. As the beautiful and very wise Wayne Dyer once said, manifestation isn't about getting more, it's about being more. And this is how I see anything that we are in spiritual jargon terms trying to manifest in my approach, align with anything that we are trying to manifest or align with ultimately comes down to something that we desire. Now, I think it's always important and wise, probably pretty sage, to look at the reasons why you desire what it is that you desire. So if you're someone that's sitting under the new moon in the moon membership, you will know that I talk about this a lot there, that our intentions are calls to actions, they're not wishes. But we are human. We're here to have an amazing human experience. And what comes with that is this element of the things that we want or the things that we desire. And I think within the age of Capricorn, when Pluto was hanging out in old mate Capricorn, a lot of what we desired was really about external things. And it was very much goal orientated. What is the wealth, the prestige or the privilege? that I can create because I desire it. There's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with wanting whatever it is that you want, like I said, when it's not going to do harm to anybody else. But I don't, I believe firmly that our desires are not about getting, they're about becoming. And so anything we desire, I believe, is an invitation to heal and to expand. Because if we want something new, then therein opens the door. The desire is so sacred because it opens a door to you becoming more. Let's just say the desire is a different level of physical health or appearance. Let's say the desire is for a certain amount of wealth to be coming into your life. The new desire might be to pursue a passion or a purpose, or even to find one. My first question for you would be, why? Why do you desire that love, that purpose, that passion, that possession? Why is it that you desire it? Because if you're able to truly and authentically answer that question, therein lies the opportunity for you to heal and will show you the ways in which you need to expand and to grow in order to be a person that can possess that or align or create that desire into the physical form. And here is the golden nugget. When you know your why, that becomes the pursuit, not the actual thing. Let me give you a really tangible example. Let's just say that your intention right now is to align with an amazing, beautiful, romantic partner that can love and hold and nurture you and wants the same things that you want. I think that that is a beautiful intention and nothing wrong with that, right? But when you ask yourself why, you're going to be able to pinpoint 
all the things that you do really desire or crave out of this intention and out of this sacred desire. It will also throw up perhaps a lot of what you might be craving to be freed from. Maybe you want the partner, you realize, because you're trying to avoid your own loneliness. Maybe you want the partner because you will feel more secure economically within a romantic partnership. And when you look at those reasons, you can then really understand that it isn't so much that romantic connection that you want, it's the feeling of safety and security or it's the feeling of being connected to others. And all these things you are being invited to realizing this create and nurture and nourish within your own life. So the goal or the desire doesn't become about the thing. That's the moment where surrender is welcomed into the mix. Because when we surrender, we can give up a lot of what is tied to the outcome and just start enjoying the process. So the first way to do this is to let go of the how. Now, again, this comes back to our conditioning and to the way in which we're taught to pursue the things that we want. But when we're able to give up the how things come about, what we're actually energetically doing is freeing ourselves up to be in co-creation with the entire cosmos energetically and physically for things to come in in ways in which we could ever imagine. I can't stress enough that when we desire things as humans, We are never usually really desiring to our level of potential. We're just desiring to our next level of potential. I bet you can think of things in your past that you really desired, that you really wanted to make happen and thought to yourself, oh, I just don't think that's me or that could never happen. And you actually went out and you did it and you created it or manifested it. I say aligned with it. You aligned with it. And as a result, this came into your physical experience. So once what you thought was impossible is now your reality. And now that that's your reality, you've got this whole platform on which to crave or desire even bigger things and as it should be. So just remember, no matter what it is that you are desiring, it is just you desiring to your own conscious or current level of potential that you perceive it to be. But that kind of, let's say, boundary is always going to be pushed, always should be pushed and always can be pushed. So when we really are fixated on the outcome of arriving in the exact way we want it to arrive, in the exact package, in the exact circumstance, and in the exact timeline that we desire it to come, we are absolutely cutting ourselves off from expanding into that desire and for it to be teaching us all the twists, the turns and the lessons along the way. We are limiting ourselves because remember anything that you desire is really capped and limited to that potential of yourself. So if you see it like that, if you think, okay, I would really love this thing or I'd really love to create this business or this romantic partnership, whatever it is that you're desiring, 
know that that is just a simple invitation for you to point you in the direction of the way in which you need to personally expand. And if you can have fun with it and let the lessons in, let the twists and turns happen, the synchronicities meet you and trust that the timing is absolutely not up to you, you can let go of the how this will come into your life. And I can guarantee you every time you do that, not only do you create yourself the space and the ease to have fun and be creative in the desire, but you are also probably going to get way better than you imagined for yourself. Because if we go back to the why we desire what we desire, I can guarantee you most of the things that we desire come from pain points and not expansion points. Hi, Kirsten here, just interrupting you for a little moment so I can do a shout out for our sponsor, The Ritual Emporium. And in full disclosure, The Ritual Emporium is a business of mine that was set up for my desire to really share with people and provide them with ritual tools that I hope will help enhance their daily lives and the connection to themselves. But the Ritual Emporium has another purpose, and that is to support the production of this podcast. I absolutely adore bringing this podcast to you and all the amazing wisdom and guests that come on, but it does come at a cost. So whenever you spend money at theritualemporium.com, know that you are also directly supporting the production of this podcast. So if you are looking to embrace the beauty of simple daily rituals that nurture your journey of self-care and self-discovery, be sure to head over to theritualemporium.com and remember to subscribe to the newsletter so that you can get 10% off your first order. Now, back to the episode. Most of the things that we desire, if we're really honest with ourselves, come from avoiding something from our past repeating or something that we see that we don't want to happen to us. And that's when we can get really fixated on the outcome because we feel if we have that thing, then we won't have to worry about that anymore. Or we're in some perceived type of safety because we've received that. I mean, how many times do you hear this tale of the person that wins lotto and their life gets worse. We think that the attainment of the goal is the thing, but when we can surrender that and say, you know, what is best for me, I just surrender to how it is going to happen and the form that, say, wealth is going to come in, then we actually open the energetic and physical floodgates for things to come into our life to give us the exact lessons that we need in order to receive what it is that will allow us to grow and expand into an energetic match for what it is that we wanted. A lot of the times along the way, if you actually authentically do that, what you want isn't actually what you want in the end anyway, because you get taken on different paths and different journeys. There's a beautiful, um, I think it might be um, Buddhist saying, I, I can't really off the top of my head, remember the exact um, place where it comes from in terms of the tradition. But it basically is a saying that goes along the line. You know, when I prayed for peace, I was given 
complete and utter destruction. Uh, when I prayed for love, I was given many opportunities to choose love when it wasn't easy. And that's just exactly what we're talking about here. So instead of seeing your desires as achievements, like if I can just get that, everything will be fine, you're able to surrender to the lessons and the opportunity for expansion, then you're going to have a lot more fun and I think a lot, being a lot more productive in creating it. Because I can tell you now, there is no endpoints and there is no such thing as final achievements. And I think if we can surrender our attachment to that, that we can be much better off. Look at marriage, for example. How often is it that someone puts a lot of effort into aligning with and committing to a partner and getting to that marriage and that wedding ceremony, which is so glorified and so celebrated, rightly so in some ways, not so much in other ways. But we get to that point and we think, oh, okay, done. This is now uh, me for the rest of my life. I never have to worry about this again. And then the marriage falls apart. And we see that success of that marriage or that commitment as an endpoint rather than an actual beginning point. It's really just marks a moment where you've committed to lifelong self-development with someone else, which is really, really difficult. And so in a lot of ways, that should be celebrated because good on you. That is brave. That is bold. That is not for the faint-hearted. That is a warrior mission. Um, but we don't celebrate the decision to end relationships when they're no longer serving the highest good for both involved. We don't have big uh, ceremonial or we have no way to ritualize a divorce or a breakup in the same way we do when two people come together. But if we remember where our desire is an opportunity to be more rather than have more, we can totally surrender to the outcome because a desire and attaining it becomes a process of becoming rather than a process of getting. And I can't stress enough, you do not know what is best for you. You do not know all the things that you really do desire and really do want in your life. What you desired two years ago, five years ago, 15 years ago, would be very different to what you desire today. So next time you have an intention or you have this innate desire, I would really encourage you to go through this process. The first thing you need to do is write it down. Put it in black and white. If you are not willing to put your desire down on paper and look at it, as almost like the third party to it, then I would challenge you and say it's not something that you really want. It could be shame, it could be embarrassment, it could be guilt. So bang, first up, you find your portal of healing. There's the work that needs to be done. There already, before you've even started, is the gift of that desire for you, where it's asking you to become more rather than to have more. Once you write that desire down, I want you to ask yourself why. Why do you desire this thing? What do you perceive that this desire, if attained, will bring into your life and get really 
honest with that. This is hard work. This is when mentoring comes in and we can sit with you and and really challenge you on that and hold up the mirror to that. So of course, as always, reach out if you find yourself in that position and in that situation. So once you've established your why you want what you want, the work then is to either heal because a lot of, like I said before, the why we want what we want will be dictating to us the places where we're feeling lack and maybe feeling a little bit of emptiness or we can go and get the healing there for that through many forms, um, even just through being self-aware and um, knowing ourselves really well. So then once we've gone through that and we're at the position where no, we know what we want, what we want, and we're really excited about aligning with it, here is the point where you completely allow yourself to let go. Not com- not of the thing completely, but of your need to control every single detail, not only of what you desire, but how it's attained. And here is my secret to how I do that. So I want to stress all the steps that I've just told you that really work out when it comes to desiring something. I get it. They are not fun. They are not glamorous. And let's be quite honest, they are a little bit laborious. But if you skip over those steps, you are absolutely not surrendering to your desire. So you're really not surrendering to completely embodying it because you're not surrendering to all that it's here to gift you. So there's your first challenge. And then your second challenge is you're really wanting to be a uh, non-sovereign victim to your circumstances and a victim to the attainment of your desire or the non-attainment of your desire. Because as soon as you don't do that work and you don't really know what you're desiring, why you're desiring it and how that fits in to the expansion of your constant evolution, then you are not going to really be available to everything that is on offer for you. You're literally just saying, I want this so I don't feel that. It's like putting a Band-Aid on a broken leg. So I can't stress enough how you can't miss all of that. But let's assume you've done all that. You've sat with yourself. Well done. You're really committed to expanding into the most amazing version of yourself. And you sit and you're like, okay, so I know what I want and why I want it. And I'm really good with that. Here is the secret ingredient to surrender. It's not let it go as in don't worry about it and just magically poof, it's going to come out of the air. It's to ask yourself this simple, simple question. And it's what can I control? What is this desire requiring of me rather than what am I desiring of this What am I requiring from this desire? Let me repeat that because that's a bit wordy. The question to ask here is what can I control? And I'll come back to that. And the second bit about it is what is this desire now requiring from me rather than what is it that I am now requiring from this desire? So when we look at 
the desire, we have to ask ourselves, if I want this, what do I have to do or become in order to align with it? What are the practical things I need to do, i.e., what can I control? So as an example, a desire to have a family. I found myself in a position where that is a desire of mine and it wasn't happening. And a friend of mine sat there and she said, what can you control? And once I listed out all the things I could control around this situation, A, it gave me something to do and it really challenged me to question, is this what I really want? Because some of those things that I could do to attain this desire, quite frankly, I didn't want to do. Some of the things I did, some of the things I didn't. And that's when you surrender everything else. You surrender timing. You surrender the form that the outcome comes in. And you just simply ask yourself, what is this desire requiring of me as opposed to what am I requiring from this desire? That is what we mean when we say surrender the outcome. Because like I said, we have these images in our mind of what it is that we want. And even we're taught to, and I think rightly so because it's a great skill, we're taught to visualise what it is. And so we get so fixated on what we think it should look like or what we would like it to look like or what we think it's possible to look like. And I would say we know like 1% of all the answers to those questions. So if you can have this little dance between I know what I want, I know why I want it, I'm becoming the person to receive it in a way that feels nourishing and authentic and I surrender the rest. For some of us, that will mean I'm willing to do nothing and I just surrender it and hope that in magic it happens. And if that's right, then it will happen. But in most cases, the desire is not here for us to get, it's for us to become. So if we heed the call of what this desire is asking of us, then we can surrender all that we can't control. The timing of when you'll meet him, who exactly he is, maybe where he lives, what he looks like, or all those things that we can get so fixated on when we come to manifesting things like love or the dream job. We really want to manifest this dream career. And we think that we should be able to get a certain level of attainment in a certain amount of time. Maybe that's not up to us. Maybe we have to sit at a certain level for a period longer than we had planned or wanted to because there's still stuff for us to learn there or simply because that next level isn't actually physically available yet. And we have to be okay with that. We have to surrender to that process, knowing ultimately that it's all working out for our higher good and the higher good is often most often not seen in the moment it is only seen in hindsight so surrendering and trusting the process we get to then enjoy it rather than get stressed around the how and the when and the form we can be in co-creation and 
that is our role as humans. We're here to be creators, not attractors. We're here to be creators, not attainers. And so if you can be a creator, then surrender will become an absolutely natural and beautiful part of the process. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Anytime that you've been able to surrender, any tips and tricks you might have for anyone else listening to this and what helped you do it. If you've applied this process, you know, if you're someone that has been mentored by me and you've applied this process, where did it lead you? Did it lead you on a totally different path and you're so glad? Or did it lead you to the depth of work that was required and now you no longer even desire the thing that you thought you desired in the first place? I would love to hear your stories. If you're brave enough to share them, you don't have to share them with your name. You can share them anonymously if you're happy for me to share them out. I know that that really, really, really helps other people when they're feeling stuck with surrender. Uh, As always, I really appreciate you and your support of the podcast. So make sure you're subscribing to it wherever you listen to it so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, sending you so much love and a hell of a lot of light as you walk your path. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.